Welcome to the OC Endurance Podcast. My name is Chris, your host, along with my co-hosts, Tony and Austin. How you guys doing? You're not getting used to this time zone again, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you were looking home. a little tired this morning. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You know, I feel like I've been sleeping well, but it's been just a few days of, uh, you know, early trainings and getting up early again and just trying to get back into the rhythm of things. So, Did you train this morning? No, I did not. I, I usually don't do masters on Tuesdays. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I push my run later in the day. I'll do it at lunch or this evening. I've got a double run day. So probably knock out a lunch run and then knock out an evening run. So nice. But yeah, no, I've been trying to, well, I was at, down at the beach for three days over the weekend and I did not sleep hardly at all there because everybody's partying and they're partying till like one in the morning. And these little cabins we stay in are um, paper thin, so you can hear everything. And yeah, I did not sleep well. The the one night I did sleep well, I took Advil PM and was out cold. Uh, the first night I got there, because no one was there yet, we got there on Thursday. And uh, yeah, so. But last night I got a good solid nine hours. So, but still Damn. woke up feeling tired. Sometimes I think if I sleep too long, then I'm tired. Yeah, it's almost it's like a that window. Yeah. yeah. But but then my watch said I didn't get enough deep sleep. I'm like, well, what does that mean? I mean, huh? I mean, I slept nine hours. There wasn't enough deep sleep in there. How about you, Austin? Yeah, another great weekend. Looking forward to world champs coming up this weekend. So might switch around my training day so that I can uh actually watch the broadcast. It's always, you know, it's always exciting to watch it. So I'll probably set it up that way. But yeah, a little it bit of rain on like Saturday. 10 p.m. at night, right? Uh, so nine hours is the difference, I believe. Nine yeah. or 10 hours? Because I think I looked and it was between 10, it starts around 10, 11, something like that. And then ends, I think, you know, if they're yes. seven hours or whatever, it'll be. Yeah, I think you're right on 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, our time. It'll be pretty early in the morning. So you're going yeah. to pull an all-nighter? Well, I'll probably guys. catch the swim and then I'll probably get on the trainer around three 4 a.m. kind of catch the end of the race you know what i mean something like that um, how about you tony yeah i don't i don't know if i'm gonna watch it or not yeah i don't know if i'm gonna switch That's... my schedule around to watch at 10 i'm already asleep at 10 and uh i don't know if i'll get up that early we'll see yeah, that's a tough one i mean like the same thing i'll watch the start i'll watch them jump on the bike so what usually happens is like, i get sucked in so i have a hard time like shutting it off um and even like typically on most races that happen like during that time frame, my, my mind doesn't shut off. So I'll keep grabbing my phone to like check it in the middle of the night. Just like, you know, when I open, like kind of squint and see what, where everybody's at and then nap, nap again until, you know, next hour, recheck it. So, I mean, hopefully <laughs> that doesn't happen. Hopefully I can just like not be so concerned with it. And Lionel's not racing. So, you know, like, yeah. You know, there's 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 that aspect of it where I mean, yeah, it'll be Jan's cool because it's on a new course, but I'm just not that excited for it this year. I don't know why. Well, it's, it's different. It's not in Kona. Yeah, it's different. It's still exciting, but it's just different. I mean, and knowing if, it's not when it's easily accessible, right? Just like watching, I still haven't watched the World Champs yet again, right? Oh. Just uh, the seventy point three World Champs, just to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't had much time, but. Um, you know, when it's not, when you can't watch it live easily, that's, that's one of the bummers. So. Yeah. That's a tough one. Are you more excited for that or for Santa Cruz? 
I'm more excited for Santa Cruz. And see, that's our time zone. And we have yeah. like, what, probably 20 people that are racing that we know or are associated with. And yeah. I haven't even looked at the pro field or what pro field is going to be there. I don't think there is a pro field for the race. Is there not yeah, a pro I field this year? I don't believe there is. Because Eric won it last year, right? Oh, Eric yeah. Lagerstrom won it last year. Yeah, they usually rotate the pro fields. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if there was a men's or a women's this year. I haven't even looked. Yeah. So, how's training going, Tony, since you've been back? Uh, it's been pretty good. I got back in the swing of things um, last week, kind of taking it easy. But, you know, got to Masters, I think, three three days. And um, we were going to do a long ride on Saturday. And then amazingly, we got rain out of kind of nowhere. It started raining, what, Friday evening? You know, I think and it was scheduled for like, oh, 5 p.m. And then there's like showers at like 7 p.m. And I figured like, okay, that's going to dry, dry out the way we've been having this heat, this heat wave. And um Saturday woke up and it was just wet and drizzling. So, you know, big Tim pulled out and then I had another guy that was supposed to meet up with us. I messaged him and he's like, Oh yeah. Like I told him, I'm like, I'm not starting in this. I'm not going out in this right now. And so he pulled out and then Ed was already on his way to me. So I was like, just park in the garage and just we'll wait it out. And so Ed was hanging out here and we were watching UTMB. Oh yeah. Um, that's cool which was, which was really cool. And so it was, you know, we we're watching with we, Jim had just won at that point and then we were waiting and watching Courtney, um, getting ready to come through and Austin and Josh were supposed to, you know, start early and then meet us up right here at the river trail. And we were all going to, you know, basically meet up and then ride together. Um, but he, he messaged me and he's like, he's like, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think we, they got stuck at uh, the Honda center with the gates locked. Cause you know, that, that ranger guy who opens the gates always sleeps in and doesn't, doesn't open the gates for us. Um, Wait, the Honda Center, what gates were locked? Those the main ones gates. where you make that little, that big U-turn and then you cross the bridge and then that other yeah. gate. They yeah. lock that? I have never yeah. been there when that's been locked. Yeah, get up early. Wow. Yeah. You could, can you like hop off and just go around to the Arctic? So some of the, um, homeless people have cut a hole in the gate. So you just like walk over a little bit and then there's a hole on that side that you can get, you, you, you can, can get your bike get through? through. Oh yeah. It's, oh, okay. it's cut, it's cut like top to bottom. Oh, okay. So yeah, you can get through that way. But then, um, usually if that's closed, then the gate on the other side is still locked on the Honda center side. So I usually just have to cross the street, go through the Arctic parking lot to get on. Right, that's ridiculous. No, no that is a commuting. I mean, that's people use that to commute. What the heck? Yeah, but so River Trail is actually supposed to be closed from dusk till dawn. Ah, wow. right. So like they come mm. through and unlock it, and I think just with like the, the with the time change now too, it's darker later. So, um, yeah, he's coming. He's coming through a little later. Yeah, I don't. But what time got, did you guys leave Austin? Because I, I mean, I got up and I was down in Newport, right? So I got up and. Didn't want to make a bunch of noise, so I rode to Starbucks on PCH. I left the left the cabin at like 5.30, 5.40, cruised over, got some Starbucks yeah. and was waiting for it to get... I didn't have any lights, so I was waiting for it to get light enough to ride PCH without any lights on to get down yeah. to the river trail. But uh, yeah, I never saw you guys. Yeah, we, we left Huntington at 4.45. Oh, you left so, really early. Yeah, we had lights and stuff. It, it was pretty eventful getting there too, so it was interesting. <laughs> But yeah. And then, yeah. So we, I got to Glacelle or, you know, a street, uh, where Tony lives near and 
called him and he's like oh yeah we're inside we're staying dry and josh and i are just soaked i'm like what <laughs> it's, it's steadily coming down i'm like well i'm not starting in this like i you know i'm gonna wait a little bit because the sun's still not even up yet at that point sun sunrise yeah. was like i think like six like 620 something right like 625 627 was scheduled the sunrise so i'm like i'm gonna wait for the sun sunrise and let, let this kind of burn off a little bit and then we'll kind of see what happens and it never really did i mean i rode in the rain pretty much all the way i rode uh, almost to arctic because i went out because no one was down there yet because uh the crew had a bunch of flat tire issues right someone split a sidewall someone had a flat so i started riding towards arctic and then ran into everybody so then i went back to the beach then i turned around and went back towards arctic and i had a 40 like a 45 minute to hour ride right it was nothing really and I ended up riding two hours. Um, but yeah, I, it didn't stop raining on me until I got back. I went back to the beach and uh, hopped in those restrooms to like clean off my glasses so I could actually wear them because I didn't wear glasses that whole time. And and then, yeah, then cruised back. But I never got into any major rain. I heard maybe more inland uh, toward Anaheim and stuff. It was coming down a little more. Yeah, all the way through Anaheim in that early part of the morning, like it was, we were getting drenched i mean before we crossed that wooden bridge headed over to edna park you know mm -hmm. it was it was fairly dry you know maybe a drizzle nothing crazy but then we started hitting anaheim it was like raining we ran into john yance uh, james goodnight all like right at the gate there and john was just superman jumping over the the area where you can get around the fence and everything with his bike and we were all soaked and we we're just like what the hell are we doing out here this sucks but got past you know kind of Glacelle, Yorba Linda, and then it got dry. And as we got out to Yorba Regional and up to Green River, it was dry out there, um, which when we were headed back, Tony and Ed met up with us. It was dry then, but I guess kind of on the way back, it started raining a bit again, just a little bit, nothing too bad. And then by the time we got down to the beach, um, it was almost like a squall, like fog and wind and stuff like that kind of headed at us so it wasn't great but we got it done so nice yeah i have uh trauma from those bridges the wooden bridges because uh maybe the new ones aren't as bad but the old ones were like hardcore i felt like hardcore railroad ties right so the water would beat up on them right from the oil and uh it had to be a couple of years ago now i came down and just kind of turned onto one and I was on the old tri bike, and that the bike just completely out from under me, uh, down on the ground, slammed into the edge of the bridge. And it's like, God, thank God there's a low rail on that. I would have just gone <laughs> straight out, dropped off the edge of that bridge. But yeah, it was all banged up, cut up. It was like, you know, because that wood was really rough. So, like, uh, and ever since then, I'm super timid at how fast I, I hit those, turning, kind of turning into them. Yeah. You know what's so funny is I I remember watching that video and oh when I were, when yeah, I went down you were like yeah I went down and I was, so now when I take those turns oh I'm so gentle when I take the turn on and off because yeah I'm and like, I've yeah, done that thing down. for you know 15 years right when I was doing Iron oh, back when I did Ironman training all that stuff and never ever but it just happened to be a light rain that day and I hit yeah. that thing and I went down and you're hard not the, you're not the only one I had a friend who did the same thing and. I guess fell hard enough to where like his glasses came off. They went over the bridge. So he had to like hike down there and grab them. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm not winning a race right here. So I'll, yeah. I'll take it easy. 
That's commitment. I've lost bottles off that off on down in the river red, and I'm just like, mm, nah, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think when when it gets wet or something, there's a few people that actually will start like they'll line up like some of the big rocks that are right there. They line them up on the um, like on the inside of the bridges. So you can't take that really tight line. So it forces mm. you to like go upright go and wide like, yeah. and go wide, which is, it's smart, right? But if yeah. somebody's not really paying attention, then yeah, you know, basically they turn the bridge into a, you know, there's only one, a one way yeah, because there's only one path to get through. So it can get backed up, but it's, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it, it's the safer solution. It makes people slow down and sit upright. Is the Yorba Regional Bridge open yet? No, that's probably going to probably. I'd, I'd say at least three weeks, probably before that thing if not even more, has a yeah. chance. Yeah. yeah, I haven't ridden that way since uh, been a while. I guess I've been going yeah. to the beach and not that way lately. Well, we tried to. I tried to go take the the other the the way they tell you to go. I was like, oh, I think we can kind of go the opposite side of the sidewalk and get down and around. Found out you can't do that this weekend so take the way they tell you to take otherwise you're gonna have a huge detour <laughs> but i don't chris i don't think i told you you might have seen it in the discord but <clears throat> josh and i were headed out and crossing down underneath one of the underpasses it might have been um you know kind of in costa mesa area right before edna park and i had a light um so josh and i are riding side by side so we can kind of both use the same light i have because it's dark out and the entire time in the back of my head, I'm like, man, this, we're kind of flying down these underpasses. You know, you never know if there's going to be, you know, a homeless person just kind of sitting down there because they don't expect people to be riding or any debris that hasn't been cleared out, right? Because we're the first ones on this trail. And we're coming down to the bottom of this underpass. And I see like, you know, like a big gulp cup or something. So I kind of like, oh, go around it. And I just hear Josh go, oh, shit. And then I hear this just loud thwack and snap and I look over and he's like kind of almost losing control and I'm like oh my god what, like what happened so look back I'm like are you okay he's still riding he's upright he's kind of got past the issue and he's just like saying like ow my shin my shin so we kind of get to the top of this hill we stop and he's holding his shin his bike looks okay I'm like checking him out and everything and apparently there was a skateboard just sitting in the middle of the trail so he just went oh. right over the top of it. It cracked, smashed him in the shin, hit the bottom of his bike. It was pretty wild, pretty scary. So yeah, if you're ever going under those things early in the morning, make sure that you have an eye out. I'm surprised he didn't go down. That's yeah, that's because I was I kind of turned over and was watching him and he did some pretty good handling. He stayed in his arrow bars because it's not like you're gonna get to your your drops real quickly, you know what I mean? So just didn't have enough time to react and it was, uh, that was just one of the things getting, trying to get out to Tony, uh, to get our ride in and then find out this guy's just nice and cozy having a hot chocolate or something. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, cool. Both of you guys missed out on uh, breakfast burritos and coffee on Sunday. We had a nice little group came down to swim and then uh, got a run in and, and then filled yeah, in deliver. Some- no, no delivery. No delivery. You had to come had to come to me. If I was buying <laughs> breakfast burritos, you at least had to come to me. There was a there was a big group at Bayshore. Um I started early, but by the time I was coming back and getting out, that's where I think where most people were getting in and taking off. But um 
yeah, I think most of the area three folks were out there and doing a swim run. Sweet. Yeah, it looked like a good time. Bum, bum, we missed that, but yeah. Well, what's coming up for? We've got uh, what is next for all of us? Is it Surf the City Surf City Ten? Looking forward to that. I saw uh, gave my T-shirt size so she can pick all that stuff up. I don't know if she's gonna be able to pick up my bib or not. I'm gonna have to figure that out how to get down there to get that. But uh, that'll be good. Yeah, yeah. She's getting excited. Everybody's getting excited, and should be a really good day. And it's, it's great too because I mean I think the race starts at like six six thirty. You know, it takes pretty you know, just just over an hour to get it done. So it's like, cool. Got my workout done super early this morning. You know, usually a pretty nice day down at the beach, hang out, do whatever. So, yeah, should yeah. be a good day. Well, we'll see who I'm pushing. See if it takes just over an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You might have to come back and push me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> get a, get paired up so you could take breaks. Yeah, exactly. Well, what do you guys want to chat about? We've got uh, world champs coming up. You guys want to talk about uh, LineGate real quick? We didn't really get to discuss that last week, and I kind of want to get your guys' take since you wrote the course and feelings on that. Yeah, I mean, the roads were narrow. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you have strong feelings on it, Tony? I mean, yeah, they, they, the rule wasn't there. Uh, I think it's kind of a bogus call. Um, could have warned him maybe, right? You know, full DQ is pretty crappy. Yeah, I'm pretty gutted for him. Um, yeah, this kind of was like his his A race for the year. Uh, you know, obviously like focusing on on shorter distance, the PTO distance and, and 70.3. So I don't know what that ref was thinking. I don't, I mean, I... He was in such a say, good position. Like, yeah. I would say, too, at least from his character standpoint, when, when he got to the tent and the way he dealt with the judges and he was talking with the woman, it's, you know, hats off to him, right? I mean, the pressure, the amount of pressure they're on and how frustrated and angry he could have been, um, the way he conducted himself was, you know, just another, you know, one of those things of why I like him. It, again, it's why he's like the people's pro. Yeah, it, it's why so many people love him as a person is because he's just so damn genuine, like to be going through all of that and still, you know, again, be talking to the other athlete, female athlete, the, the fan who kind of was talking to him and she's like, oh, I raced yesterday. And he's like, oh, how'd you do? Like, this yeah. is a pro in the penalty yeah. tent in the he middle of the race. losing his mind, right? Yeah. Asking, him how, asking her how, how her race went and said, oh, that's great. You know, and then she's like, oh, it's, it's a tough course. And he's like, oh, yeah, it is a very pretty challenging course, but I haven't got to the run yet. You know, and he's like just having a conversation like he's at a coffee shop. And it's just so amazing to see that he's just still that engaging and able and to And he knew he was disqualified at that, or he had an idea he might be disqualified at that point, right? Because yeah. that other pro the, told the him. The other pro is already in. in well, yeah, his, in his race is already over with a five-minute penalty pretty much, right? So he had already kind of, if even if he doesn't know he's DQ'd, he's like, well, I'm done. But let me, let me say the way he conducted himself versus the way I think we've seen others even last year that weren't racing that well conduct themselves, right? I mean, you, you know, I don't know. You never know. It's just he... Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Well, yeah. well, even well, and even like again, I've come around on Sam Long, but remember when Sam Long got the bullshit penalty last yep. year? He was like going off in the penalty tent, 
And, right. and like, and then they try to interview him and he's like, I don't want to fucking talk to anybody. Like, right. I, right. Or even Gustav last year, right. Sitting on the curb, you know, I get it. Your emotions are high, you know, you're crying, whatever. But I mean, he just Lionel was just, just holding it together. Ooh, this, it, don't. Okay. The Gustav one's different. That wasn't even a penalty. He just wasn't. No, it wasn't. He didn't feel good. He, right? just, he didn't feel good. And he pulling, he's yeah. pulling out of a race. I get There's it. There's no get it. reason to stick a microphone in his face. No, I wasn't asking to stick a microphone, but just. I mean, I was surprised at Lionel's temperament, just in general, right? When emotions are that high at that point. When you're pulling out of a race, you kind of know it's coming. You feel it's coming, however upset you are. And I'm not saying anything bad about Gustav. But Lionel was in like the peak of that very moment where he could have easily been very angry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and again, to be that gracious to the volunteers and understanding that his anger would have been misdirected had he, you know... Taken yeah. out on. They on didn't even know what his penalty was, right? He could yeah. have lost it on him. Yeah. So. What also the way he handles it after he kind of figured it out, right? Gets into T2 and he's like, well, you know, I might as well just get my workout in, right? And then kind of goes through everything, the way he handled his video and all that sort of stuff. But I, I think what's really shocking, and I don't know if it's on Lionel or not, but the fact that A, they didn't communicate to him a DQ right? That, that, that ref who gave him the card, that's probably something where you should be like, Hey, like you see this card, right? You know, you're DQ'd. Okay. We're on the same page. And then they should also be relaying that to everybody else in the penalty tents and T2, all those sorts of things. So everybody knows just in case he tries to keep racing for some odd reason, somebody lets him know. So that's annoying. I'd be annoyed if I were him, but then he doesn't know how to, um, appeal the call, right? Because apparently that's something you can do and you can appeal the call and then take it up several levels. If they say no here, you can take it to the second level, to the third level, all sorts of things. And I guess when Lionel finished the race, he went to, I don't know, whoever the head judge was or something and had this conversation with him. And Lionel thought that is him appealing the decision. Not that it matters at this point, right? Because he finished where he finished, but he thought he was doing an appeal turns out no he was just talking to a head ref and he was like okay good good conversation we'll see you next time type of thing and it's like well how come the athletes don't know these things are they being told these things are they being relayed this information that seems like something that should be done in briefings sort of on the athlete sort of on whichever organization it is so but you know he said his piece and hopefully he he is over it and just keep on racing because there's nothing else he can do about it yeah. I mean, so piece by piece, I guess on, on that comment, he was shown a red card. That's, that's all the communication that really needs to be done. Right. Like in soccer, you're shown a card, you know exactly what that means. The, the rep doesn't need to be like, Hey, this one's a yellow, right? Like, this is what this means. We're on the same page. Like, you know, you're shown a card. That's it. You're done. Right. Like, so, I mean, like I can see him being caught up in the moment and not recognizing the card or realizing what that meant. And obviously he's never, been penalized before in a race so that's not something he's accustomed to or um so i think that in, in that situation it becomes you, you can't have back and forth or you shouldn't be having back and forth on on the course with the moto i mean that just creates more of a problem or a situation um he did and so that's you know again i think he was just kind of dumbfounded by it um, but yeah, the whole appeals process thing, that's, that's all new to me. So I don't know, I don't know if we talked about this on the pod. So Lionel was on my flight. Did we talk about this? Lionel was on my flight. And then as I was picking Briefly. up the bike box, going to oversize 
and so yeah and he just I mean, again, I've, I've ran into him a few times now and, and he kind of recognized me from previous. And so I think it was just a familiar face and somebody else to vent to because, you know, like he's like, oh, and then he just started going over everything. And, you know, even Aaron, I think Aaron was kind of over him telling the same story over and over again. Like she kind of looked over and then like just glanced back down like, OK, here he goes. Here he goes again. Right. Like, but he's just going through the entire process, what happened and that you know, he's basically going back and forth with this ref. And I was like, wait, wait a minute, you're, you're having this conversation on course. And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm literally sitting up, you know, like asking him what I did wrong. And he's talking about this imaginary line. And, uh, I think there's, there's a whole issue or, or a whole slew of issues I have with the whole thing, right? Like that section, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a one lane road. Like there's not, there's no oncoming traffic that would ever be down that road at all. Well, real quick, Tony, will you, we, I, I don't think we actually address it just in case anybody is unaware. Will you just let everybody know what the situation was? I don't think we, we kind of just went into line gate cause we all know what's going on, but maybe somebody doesn't know what actually happened. Oh yeah. So, um, in Ironman racing for safety reasons, you're basically supposed to stay in your, your lane and, you're supposed to stay to the far right of that lane. Um, if you and the left side, it's a can be a blocking penalty. Um, and so you're supposed to ride to the farthest, farthest, safest point uh, of the road, unless making a pass. And obviously, that's that's there for for safety. There's typically oncoming traffic, or it can be you know um, some some roads are not closed completely to to, uh, to traffic, so you could have even traffic the same direction as the race. And obviously you don't want to get into that, that next lane that would be open to cars or vehicle traffic. And when that does happen, you, you kind of see the consequences, um, from even something like, um, um, was it Ham Hamburg? Was it hamburger? Correct. Yeah. That had the, uh, the collision with the, with the moto because the bike traffic coming the other direction. So there's multiple reasons why, why that rules in place. Uh, you're not supposed to cross over that center line. If you do, it's typically automatic DQ. Um, the, the real first time that this came into play, I think was actually in Nice for a world of 70.3. Um, what was that three years ago now? Like an actual DQ. Um, yeah, where they were talking about like, you know, because again, that's, that's a two lane road. Um, but there's, it's, it was completely closed, but in order to take a proper line, like descending and to safely descend, to give yourself more room, you kind of had to cross that center line. And so they're like, well, are you going to enforce it? Are you not going to enforce it? Like, what do you, what do you do? Um, and so that was a big question, but I don't think anybody got DQ'd. I think I think there was just a lot of warnings given and people being very careful. So again, on this particular road, um, in Finland, like one lane road, there's no painted center line and there's no oncoming traffic. There would never be on that road. The roads were completely close to traffic and amazingly. So every intersection was blocked on that bike course. It's the cleanest bike course I've ever ridden. And so there's no danger to anybody. And I thought the ref also was a little harsh in, in even in the report that showed 
it said like he was intentionally trying to gain an advantage or some shit. The, the, yeah. the wording of it was, I thought it was uh, over the line even like, like almost like trying to cover his ass of like, Oh, this is why it was a DQ. Um, it, yeah. Cause at that point, like you're gauging intent and, and you're, you're assuming that he's trying to gain an advantage by, by cutting the, cutting the course by probably a few meters at that point, like by taking an inside line when, you know, he's trying to make a pass over, or a few athletes. Um, so I, I don't, I don't really understand it. And and also I could, I could see why he would be more emotional after reading the report as well, because now you're like, you're questioning his integrity and, and also just like, you know, being, being an honest racer, like, come, come on, this is, this is Lionel. This is all he's, he's wanted for how many years? I mean, he, he's been the proponent of the 20 meter draft rule since inception. So, um, it's, it's just hard. It's hard to swallow overall. Um, but yeah, so basically he, he crossed over the center of that road, even though there was no printed or painted line, and when challenging the ref on the call, the ref basically said that, oh, you need to imagine there's a line in the middle of the road. So, and again, like, unfortunately, we'll never know how far over he was, right? Like, was he way over on the left? I mean, we're just not going to ever know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting because like going into a turn, he talked about going into a turn, right? Yep. Uh, I can imagine being pretty far over on the left. Um, just to kind of hold a line and, and so, yeah. Well, yeah. And also there's no slingshotting in the pro field. Right, right. So you have, you have to get over pretty far in order to it's make a pass. And he was a, passing three athletes. It's a two meter box for both of them. So he's got to keep his two meter on his right side and that, and two meters of that other athlete on their left side. So how wide is that road? Not that wide. Right, so, then, so. so then that's the other thing is if, if they're, if they can't pass there without crossing an imaginary line, you have to make that a no passing zone. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, but it was also, oh, we were on that road for a long ways. Yeah. So you can't do that. That's that's my that's kind of my right. point. Right. Is 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 you you can't just stop the race for you know however many miles through that section. It's it's ridiculous. So, um, I think you need to have athletes use their best judgment in the pro fields. Like these are professionals you're there they should you know be expected to know how to handle their bikes and, and handle them safely and that motor rider should be expected to know when to get the hell out of the way and and allow passes to happen and not be following so damn closely anyway so there shouldn't be an issue there the athlete that he was passing also responded and said that he was totally in the clear and that was a safe pass and there's no issues so I mean, like the only one who seems to have an issue is this ref on this back of the moto, which is the only person that really matters in the whole ordeal. And I just think it's a shitty call. I, it's always weird because you always wonder what these referees' experience is with triathlon, cycling, anything. I, I always had this problem when I was coaching lacrosse, right? Because it was a fairly new sport on the West Coast and we had refs that had never played the game before. And so refereeing was just atrocious because they have no idea how certain situations play out, you know, like a push from behind. If a player actually rolls into another player, it's not a push if they're rolling into them. So I always kind of go through that in my head is what is 
what are these referees experience? Because if they don't race, they're just going to be like, oh, he clearly went over the middle of the road. That's a line infraction. And I don't care about him passing these other people in a safe manner. And, you know, this is a pro race and it's going to be, you know, there's going to be points of contention, but I don't, I don't know what their experience level is either. So that's, that's always something I think. Yeah, You would think at this level at this, right. It's the Super Bowl, right? Who, who does the NFL usually have? some of their top refs, right? Or, you know, UFC, it's going to be the top refs that are, are in the ring when it is at the highest level. And unfortunately, we never know who the refs are, right? They're wearing helmets. It's not quite like other sports where you, you know who they are. You recognize the ref. I mean, was this guy, is this guy on the circuit with Ironman? Is he one of the highest level refs they have? Or yeah, is he a local there that uh, has some training? You, you don't, we'll never know. Yeah. I, I do think that's an interesting point too, is like, and I don't, I don't think we'll ever know this, but does Ironman have like a set of refs that they like travel around and right. Or is it just regional based? Like, Oh, you're, you're, you're the local refs who do like the, the local, uh, sprint try here in the region. So yeah, we need refs jump in this. Yeah, different crews like the NFL or something. Yeah. Yeah. They just and, like hodgepodge you know, again, it's together. One thing if it's, if it's the age groupers, right? Yeah. There should, there's gotta be a high level you would think. At, at that level with pros that, that they would have a handful of refs that they are specifically using on the bikes. Right. One, one yeah. would hope, right. You, you would think that they're part of the Ironman team that they fly in, right? Like you're, you're flying in all these, all these people and housing them. Is that part of the Ironman team that they fly in and house? Like I'm they're, pretty they're, sure they're volunteers. If I'm not mistaken, I'd like, it's not a paid thing. So I think it's like a local volunteer. I cannot imagine the head ref that has the these guys' lively women livelihood in their hands making calls just being some volunteer. Uh, if it is, I mean, I wouldn't be that's surprised. Total crap. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like Tony's saying, there should be a crew, right? I, I, and if that person's not sure, okay, let me let me get on the walkie and let me confirm with whoever is the head judge. Hey, here's what I saw. What do you think? Give me your input you know. Yeah. I'm surprised that, that some of that stuff isn't radioed ahead either. I guess I would have thought those tents and yeah, I mean, a, a penalty could happen right before the tent. Right. Um, I'm always on my best behavior when I start to see the penalty tents coming up, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you would think they would have some indication, right. That there would be a broadcast and someone would be responsible for, Hey, so-and-so has a, a penalty just for double checking i know it's your responsibility but they there's no record right it's up to you to stop and for them to start the time the watch especially dqs i i was just completely shocked that they know nothing yeah that that's what i'm saying is really wild is that the penalty tent has no record they go what's your penalty like, you tell me i don't know like yeah i was surprised. I, just, I got a card i pulled over you tell me how long i'm staying because it's like if you guys ever watch super league you know they may get time penalties here and there they like they'll tell them like, Hey, you need to stop. You need to stop here. I'll count it down for you. Cause it's, you know, five, 10 second penalties. You know, it's really fast moving. If they had to go, okay, what's your penalty? Five seconds. Okay. Let me set my timer. Well, I'm sure. Okay, yeah. Five. They four, must know what then, the, the penalties are. Cause if I was on that course and I thought I got a drafting penalty, right. When there was a situation mm -hmm. and they came up and they watched me for a while and then they went on. If you'd give me a card, I would, they would have to tell me what the time is when I got there. Right. I, which I'm sure they know the time for the different cards, but just it is interesting that yeah, it's on you to know and for you to report it and and 
figure all that out. Yeah. Yeah. But it sucks. I mean, it sounds like he's just going to try to get, you know, maybe one or two races before the end of the year to get his, um, you know, New Zealand spot. So I don't know, maybe we'll see him at Indian Wells. That'd be really cool. See him take that one. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It, that sucks though. It's a, sh- you know, real shitty way to, if you are ending your season, end your season. So hopefully it's not, not the end of his season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a bummer. Did you guys see, uh, Gustav's season is over? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, kind of saw that coming, right. With just how everything's gone for him this year. And you're almost hoping that he kind of takes some time off, right? He, he needs that just to reset a little bit and figure out what he wants to do for his goals. And if the Olympics is still his goal, then okay, let's go all in on this and, you know, make another, another run at it. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. But I guess he's going to be in Nice and Christian will be in Nice, but both not racing. So hopefully they're taking their shirts off, waving them over their heads or talking yeah. some smack to the other athletes while they're on course. That'd be I will pretty say fun. It was, it was, it's all timing, right? It's, it's probably just coincidence, but it was interesting to see Christian's uh, statement the other day about, you know, why he raced and it wouldn't be fair to not race the world championships and have someone else win, right? Not beat me. So he went out there and, you know, knowing he wasn't in top form and, and got beat, but he was there. And then like the next day, uh, Gustav ends his season right the week before uh, World Championships, and you know, so whoever wins won't get to get to beat him. But I mean, totally different circumstances. But it was just interesting that it was like, you know, a day apart. Those statements came out or whatever. Yeah, he he likes to to troll a little bit too, right? Just get people riled up, and and Talbot, you know, too likes to kind of mess with people a little bit. So, yeah, it was funny seeing that, and and then you have to kind of you know dissect everything and read through the lines and go, oh. Okay, so he's just he's just there for PR stuff and it's world champs and all those sorts of things. But yeah, that that list is getting shorter and shorter too. So it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. Yeah, yeah I think who who do we have as, as out now? Max Newman's out. Yep. And Gustav and Christian aren't racing. Yep. And Ben Knut's out. Right. He's got the wedding. Right. And Beckergaard's out. Daniel Beckergaard's out now as of this morning. So that's yep. You know, all all major contenders. Yeah, right? five guys I would have had in my you know top ten ish. You know, top tw- is Magnus, top twelve. Magnus in? He's in. Yeah, he's in. And laid low. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still in. Um, I mean, Jan's still there. Patrick's still there. Um, who else is kind of? It's see, it's weird. You have these types of guys out, and you're like. It's it's a lot. I don't. I wouldn't say it's easier to choose, but you're like, okay, well, Jan Magnus. There's this, this is the tough. This is going to be a really tough. One. I have twelve names that, that like, could that could not necessarily that that. Well, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I, I guess that that could potentially end up, you know, on the podium. Um, well, let's yeah. just talk about it. Where where like if you had to pick right now, what what would you kind of how would you lay it out? Um. Well, uh, I mean, my heart's always going to go with Jan, right? Like, I don't think this course suits him very well. It's not, it's definitely not something that, that suits his strengths. And so he's going to have a hard time either way, but he, 
he's never really had to run his ass off. And if, if he's challenged, I think he can, he can dig to a different level. And this is also his last race. So he realizes there's nothing to save himself for. So just destroy himself. Um, and Jan just gets me excited, right? Like, I mean, he's like peanut butter, my nipples hard, right? Like I, I, <laughs> I get excited for Jan here. So, um, yeah, so I, I'd, I'd put Jan there. The thing though, is like with this course, I think it's going to be very much, uh, the locals are going to have, have like home, home, home court advantage, if you would, um, just knowing, knowing the climb, knowing, the descent and how you can take those at speed. I think it's going to, so, so there's four Frenchmen that I kind of have sprinkled in. Um, and there's a, what, uh, Benishable. He's the two X, two X Euro champ. He won last year and this year. Um, and this past year he ran a two thirty one. you know, to, to, to claim that. So, I think I'd have, I'd probably put him like second. Um, then you have uh, Patrick, Patrick Lang, right? So I think, again, not really a course. I think that suits him, but he's shown he can run two thirties. Can he do it on this course? With it's it's obviously going to be flat and uh, and four loop. I think I'd probably have him like third. Yeah, so I think that's podium is Jan, Dennis, and then Patrick, and then God, uh, another Frenchman, Leon uh, Chevalier. He was he was uh, sixth in Saint George, seventh in Kona. He obviously local can climb his ass off. Um, so, do you think this course just doesn't fit Magnus on a bike standpoint? The climbing. Yeah, I mean he's on my list. I I have him eighth, mm-hmm. and then uh, Clement Mignon. I have him. I have him fifth. He won. Um, he won Ironman France in eight seventeen. He had the second fastest bike on the course behind Cam. So Cam again can race this course well. So sixth, I have Cam. Yeah, <laughs> needs no introduction. Um, yeah, I went down the list just to see what Americans were going to be there. I think there's, there's like four guys. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's crazy. You've got Rudy Von Berg. Oh, yeah, I have him do as a dark well, horse. Right. Yeah. You got Matt so, Hansen. And then the other two, I don't even know that I recognize their name. Uh, Matt Hansen always struggles on the bike and like, mm-hmm. I can't see him being close enough to make a difference. Um, I mean, maybe he can run himself into the top 10, but I don't, I don't see it. Rudy's been so quiet lately. Yeah. And usually yeah. when he's quiet, there's, there's some lingering issue or lingering injury that we find out about after the fact. So mm-hmm. I, I have him listed as a dark horse, but I don't have him like well, in the top 10. He, he could make it, but this, and if nice he's healthy. Is, right. And Nice is where he won his first full, which what two, was it two years ago? It was his first full that he'd ever done and he wanted it in Nice. Yeah. Well, and he, he didn't he take like third at the World Champs in Nice that one year, the, the one year that they had it, right? Oh, it was I'm not sure. It was Gustav yeah. Gustav Jan and then Rudy Van Berg. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, the other American that you're looking at is Chris Leiferman. Chris. Yeah. Chris Leiferman. Um, so he won Coeur d'Alene 
like day after being a new daddy. So hey, dad, dad power, dad power. right, right. Uh, <laughs> and then Matt, Matt Marquard, which is he's right. a new pro athlete, um, which would be he got second at quarterback. He's South American, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Braden Curry's in there, so yeah, he's that's not American, be really but cool. we'll, we'll, I'll claim him. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, I have, um, have Braden ninth. Ninth. Yeah. I, I, I really, I'm really, really hoping if I were to pick in my heart, how I want the podium to go, it would go Jan, Joe Skipper. And then third would probably be Patrick, but in your, really, you like yeah. Patrick? Yeah. You don't? Oh, uh, I really don't care for Patrick. Oh, we need I just a segment. Like we need like a whole like. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 you know, pros that Tony hates. No, no, no. He's <laughs> just not your favorite. I get yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I, get I, it. I just, I, yeah, it's not that I don't like him, but I just like, he, he's not, he's not one I cheer for. Yeah. Um, he's, I, I think just because I, I love the way he runs, right? And the way that he's, he's winning races off the run. Yeah. Mainly, right. He, he's just not, he's not very like likable to me. Like there's nothing about him. I mean, that, he's like, just quiet. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he's, he's quiet. I mean, he had the, the, like the cringiest, uh, proposal in Kona. Yeah. yeah. Like, but a, he's also like, he's, he's another one of those older guys, right? He's the old guard. So that always kind of gets me up for those guys. Um, but if I had to pick a podium based on, I mean, how I think the race will actually shake out. I'd probably have Leon Chevalier number one. I would probably have, I think I might have Christian Hogenhog at number two or three. And I don't, I don't think there's no way Hogenhog makes a podium. I unfortunately, like, I, th I think I have to put Sam Laidlow at three because again, this is somebody who has been targeting this race. He hasn't been doing jack shit at all com compared to everybody else, right? He picks these 70.3 distances or these challenge races that nobody shows up to and he wins. He's won like, I don't know, two or three races this year, right? And I'm not saying he's a bad athlete, but he's probably going to get out of the water first. He's been biking these courses all year. He's French. Right? He's French. Yeah. And then all he has to do is survive on the run. He's not a great runner, but again, he hasn't, been racing at all this is this is all he has been preparing for so unfortunately i got to put him three just based on and that i have him as a dark horse as well so yeah. I, I want rudy, yonder rudy win. and sam are both I want yonder win, but i feel like of anybody who has like pressure on them to show up and prove that last year wasn't a fluke right yep. I mean, I, yep it, for his sake i hope he i hope he's there up there top three i mean i i do want him to crash and burn a little bit i mean it feels <laughs> like he's been he's been humbled right and he's kind of coming back to reality but i don't i don't know i mean i understand he's a great swimmer and a good cyclist but i i just don't see how he stacks up to the rest of these athletes and i could be totally wrong on that but i don't know like he doesn't get me excited like him you know talking shit and stuff and you know, getting, trying to get people amped up that way is cool, but I don't know. It's not like I'm looking forward to ever watching Sam race, you know? So. And we really know. haven't seen him race. Exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why year, he's, I have Sam as a dark horse. Cause again, yeah. like he, you don't know why he's, he's had stomach issues. Mm -hmm. right like if this is and this is gonna be a longer bike so now you need to fuel for an extra account for probably an extra 30 minutes probably 
than you would normally would. So you're, now you're carrying more fuel. Are you relying on aid stations? Like, what are you, what are you doing? How are you accounting? You figured it for out that last extra year fuel? somehow, but again, right. it's a different course. But uh, it's a, it's a tough course. I mean, that heat. I mean, if you can't if you can't get keep food down and and get it digested in heat, that's. I mean, if you can't do it there, you it's it's going to be really hard in other hard races too. Yeah. Um, what is the? I haven't even looked to see what the projected weather is even like it's pretty it's not i wouldn't say like kona conditions but it's fairly warm right now i mean i think the water is i don't i don't know if it's going to be wetsuit legal or not i don't i don't know that Um, i don't believe it's going to be wetsuit legal yeah that's that's probably one thing um but it'll be it'll be nice weather i wouldn't say incredibly warm but i could be wrong i mean you see tour de france roughly in july and stuff where it's you know triple digit weather at some points so you know, I, I'm not sure what that's looking like, but yeah, I mean, and, and speaking of people who've been spending their time there, I mean, Rudy Von Berg, like you guys are saying, he's, he's have, he, another one I have high on my list that I'd like, I would like to see do, do well. And I think can do well. So well, he used to live right there. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he has trained and ridden that climb. I, yeah. don't know, I think he was just on breakfast with Bob and he, he was on, he, I've ridden that thing over a hundred times. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see him win or do yeah. something amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, he's American kind of, right. right. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. He's it's always French, kind of like French he's American. American. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Cause you ever see his dad at his races and his dad has this super thick accent and his name's Rodolfo. Right. Yeah. And he's always oh, he has like an American flag sticking out the back of his hat. Like they just love America and you're like, hell yeah, this is great. You know? <laughs> All right. Uh, so, um, so here's going to be, I'm, I'll give you the, the 12 names that I have on my list and then if there's anybody that you think should be on that list, let me know. But I, I, I think these are the 12 and let, let's, let's just go with it. So obviously Jan, Jan, Dennis, Chavol, Patrick Lange, Leon Chevalier, Clement Mignon, which again, he's another local. He lives like 30 minutes f- from the course. Uh, Cam Wirth, Joe Skipper, you got Magnus Ditleff, Braden Curry, and 10th is Arthur Orsu, another Frenchman. So did, did you have Sam in there? Sam and Reed Von Berg are my two dark horses. And you had Cam in there, right? Yeah. That was like Cam six. for you? Okay. Mm-hmm. Did, you didn't put Bardarno in there? Nope. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I mean, I don't know what to say, right? Because this is one of those races where literally anybody could win. Even, even if Christian and Gustav were there if christian and gustav were there i wouldn't you know it wouldn't it wouldn't change my mind about that yeah yeah when do all the race week videos start that's all i want to know although uh, you know lionel's not there to do a race week video daniel's not there to do race week videos uh there's how much i don't know yeah those those are the two best ones yeah there's not going to be much uh you're ben not there. Does, um, oh, I'm not there. Yeah. Come on. Where's one of these sponsors? Fly me out there to do race week videos for everybody. Come on. That's the, that's what I got to get on. I got to get on somebody saying, Hey, we want to send you to the race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm scanning right. a list. I don't see anybody else that's like jumping out is like, Oh, this person can. Well, Steve McKenna's off the list too, right? He was, he was starting. I guess he's not now. Um, Cody Beals isn't someone I would have, but maybe Sam Appleton, you know, he's not, he's not going to be there. So that would have been somebody I probably would have had somewhere up there. Yeah. 
but I, yeah, I, yeah it's, it's an interesting, interesting list. Yeah. <laughs> Brent no, McMahon. The race. I will Brent say McMahon the always race. does well, but who? Yeah. Brent McMahon. Oh yeah. yeah. That's one where I'm like, eh, maybe, but yeah, I think yeah, the women's yeah. race is a little more exciting. I, I'd agree. Yeah. I mean, well, maybe just, just cause it's Kona, right? I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still far off, but I was looking at the list the other day just to, to see. And I think I had seen that the women were, I mean, like half of half of the women competing are, are from the U S it's crazy. Like, you know, more than double of any other, uh, nation where you look at the, the men, it's like no one. Yeah. Know, I mean, that's just, no that's triathlon in general. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause we, U S does really well, even Olympic and everything. Yeah. So, um, do you have any high hopes for Peter Hammerick coming off of Singapore, <clears throat> Singapore, excuse me. <laughs> I, I think he can do well. Um, I just think there's so much firepower. It's like, oh, how how big do I make my top list? Yeah. <laughs> right. I was making it top 15 now. Um, yeah. I mean, I already have 12 names, or, and that's I think that's a lot. Um, and again, that's I'm glad <laughs> that these five other guys aren't racing or that'd be the top 20. I'd be right. totally, you know, yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. I mean, I see probably Sam coming out of the water first, you know, hopefully having a strong bike. But if he's leading the whole way on those, I don't – like if he has nobody to work with, I just don't see – I mean, he did it in Kona, but I don't see him doing – keeping anybody off of the run since everybody's aware of him now. You know, they're going to know that that guy's up the road. And they're going to be like, okay, well, we got to catch him because he's a strong cyclist and he can run decent – so we don't want to leave that to the end and have a Kona situation, right? So I don't think he's going to sneak away and be on the bike on his own if he is first out of the water. But, you know, Yon could stay on his feet. Um, you know, the Frenchman could stay on his feet. Uh, so I, I don't think he'll be alone out of the water, but that might be his tactic. But I don't know if you think Yon will stay with him on the bike. With Sam Laidlo? Yeah inability or choose to choose to yeah because like tony was saying i mean this is this is it right yeah. like you're gonna go for it go for it if he if if yawn to me if if yawn were to just go out in a blaze of glory and blow up completely on the run but he had i don't know a five minute lead or something i'd be like hell yeah that's that's awesome i mean it's great to win and everything but you also don't want to see him just kind of get to the finish line so yeah. I think, he, I think he'll probably dig pretty deep knowing that this is it for him. And I would imagine if somebody, if he's at the front of the race and somebody's pushing on the bike, he's going to go with them. Yeah. But it's be an hmm. interesting situation if he wins yeah. his last two races and he really oh. is done. Go out it's, on top. That's, yeah. That's, so the, that's the way it should be written but probably won't happen that way. You know, I don't think that stuff always happens. I, I want it to, I mean, I'd love to see Jan out on top and then not to mention like he's, you know, he's going to be still involved in the sport with, you know, commentating and those sorts of things. And, you know, then he can still kind of talk, talk shit to Christian and all these other guys, you know, so that's always kind of fun. So <laughs> he's so good on the mic too. I love when oh, he's commenting. He's amazing. <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he there's there's not there's nothing that he does bad. Apparently his cafe is really good too, so 
Tony might have to have a cup of coffee if he ever goes and visits. But um, yeah, that, that's something I, I might have coffee for. I don't drink coffee, yeah. but I will drink Jan's coffee. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So I, Decaf, I don't know. Please. He's like, what? Get out of here. <laughs> Chris, do you have any? Do you have any picks? Or are you kind of in the same boat? Or yeah, I don't think there's anything to add to that. Um, uh, I yeah, I want to see Jan. Jan win. Um, I, you know, for, like I said, for, for Laidlow himself, I think it's, it, it would be great to have him have a good race just because I think he, he needs, you know, just in general, prove something. Um, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm, I'm, I'm just now thinking about Sam Long. What, what's not going Sam not, Long? Uh, uh, I think once he had the, the baby, he was kind of like, world champs for in finland were that was it it, it for him yeah yeah but he says uh, i per a post yesterday he was swimming with lara and sounds like he's going to do one or two more races possibly yeah so, I, I knew he said he was out for this race i just can't remember why yeah i think just the baby and the, the family because he had five weeks or something crazy of travel and he's like okay i just want to be home for a little bit yeah I mean, I was like, he was on my flight home too. So I know he didn't stay out there where I think if you were going to be doing the double, you would, you would have stayed out there. So. And you talked to, well, Nadia talked to Christian quite a bit, yeah. right? Well, he, he didn't <laughs> want to talk to me, but he was all about Nadia. So, But you knew, cause obviously they were kind of hyping up whether they knew or not that he was headed to Nice. Um, and they hadn't really talked about the, the, um, little anime film that's coming out yet mm -hmm. uh, but you you had an idea you knew he wasn't racing already so he had said that yeah I, I asked i had asked him like so what's next for you where you he, where you headed you know and he basically laid out his you know final race schedule for the year for me um and yeah he said he would be going to nice but he wasn't going to be racing and you know kind of talked about briefly what was going on so and i was like oh cool that was the end of it. So yeah, I had insider information without realizing I had insider information. Well, you were texting with him last night, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, my, my new friend. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Nadia got his number and they're chatting. And they're little buddies now. Like, he just was all about it. Yeah, but he go probably, see is he following her now? <laughs> oh hey, let's get him on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you got to imagine, right? Everybody wants to talk triathlon 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 and i'm sure nadia was like well like you said like whoa how's how's family life and how does this work and how's that work he's like oh my god thank god this isn't triathlon this is great i can talk about something else fantastic yeah, yeah. exactly yeah it's funny we were in uh totally off topic but we were in vermont uh two years ago um my brother-in-law and I were riding up the ski lift, right, with this woman who you can't tell. Everybody's got their helmets on there. But we knew she was older. Um, and then she just asked us a question, and we, and we just start talking, not about skiing, right? And, and the, you know, when we get off, she's like, can I get your guys – you guys ski all the time? Can I get your guys' number? And we start talking to her. She's like in her 80s. She lives down the road from the mountain, right? She's Austrian. She was an Austrian racer. And, and she's just like, you know, I ride this lift every single day and no one ever wants to talk about anything but skiing. And, uh, and it's funny because from now on, she's texting Larry and I all the time, are you guys skiing or, you know, and, and we'll meet up and have coffee and talk. And uh, yeah, it's just crazy. She was a doctor 
you know, her husband was a lawyer uh, and, and, and yeah, they're just retired up there and she doesn't want to talk about skiing, but all the locals, all they want to do is talk about skiing. And so, you know, it's just kind of interesting. You, know, you get someone who lives that all their life. Right. And yeah, they, it's kind of fun to find someone that wants to talk about something other than that. Oh, right. I thought you were going to like right. say she was some like ex-Olympian, you know, yeah. recognizable she was a person. Racer. No, no, no. She yeah. was, and she lights it up at uh, 80 some years old. She, uh, I can't keep up with her going down the hill. I mean, she is so fast at that age. I can only imagine if you hit the ground, I mean, she might just shatter into a thousand pieces, but she blazes <laughs> down these mountains. It's insane how fast she is. Uh, so, all right. Any other topics? Oh, I think well, wait one thing did you guys notice so like uh, for PTO races you know when like the they um they start the race and they announce like the, the the notables or you know the favorites or whatever and those guys all get to they all get to pick their song that they that they en- enter into did oh, you guys, okay. did you guys know that or realize that it's kind of a thing okay well I, so I cr- don't know that I knew it Okay. So Christian came out and like, I, I, it didn't, it didn't like sink in, but I I had a very dumb, like aha moment. He comes out to, to I'm blue. I'm right. (laughs) And I thought that was so fucking clever because he's blue. He's Blumenfeld, right? Like I just, ah, like, cause I just think like, you know, he has a very like cheerful, like happy, you know, peppy like personality. And so like when that came, I was like, Oh, this is like obviously just a a fun, like uh, upbeat song. But then like, once you think about it, you're like, Oh, well duh, he's blue. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't Um, register. All right. So I guess I'll ask, are you guys, who, who are you kind of following in terms of like media outlets, things like pro try news or stuff like that? who are you kind of following the most going into the race to like get information? Are you guys following triathlon hour and those sorts of things? I do. Um, pro try news is probably the one I, I look at the the most, yeah. I think from a standpoint of what's happening. Um, they recently went after a, a, a YouTuber, which I kind of, I didn't really appreciate, right? Uh, oh, they kind of went after, yeah, triathlon Dan and oh, but they uh, they went after him, and it wasn't necessarily them; it was someone on their, their podcast, and kind of uh, it was pretty messed up, just kind of trying to make accusations that he's been buying followers on Instagram and and things like that, and and then did some copyright stuff after they basically talk crap about him on their podcast. He used part of that in his video to, to kind of re- refute it. And then they, they gave him a copyright mark and all this stuff. So I don't know if you saw any of that, Tony. I, I did. Um, it was pretty shitty. The, the way that all went down. Um, yeah. I, I don't yeah, know I, why I they went the after him. The people got behind him, right? The people went, that got behind him and, and really supported Dan, which was awesome, right? He's yeah. a guy that I follow. He follows me and we're very similar, right? He's got similar number of followers. I do. We do kind of similar videos. Um, yeah. So even if he is doing it right again, what, what do you, what, what does it really matter? Right? Maybe he is buying some followers or buying some likes, but obviously he had a, a recent video or reel that went crazy viral that had like 7 yeah. million views that you're yeah. not going to pay for, right? You're not going to pay $10,000 or whatever, right? The guy's got to, he's just doing this because he loves it. So uh, that, that, 
that just rubbed me the wrong way. It's kind yeah, of it, was, it was interesting how like, yeah, because he doesn't even have a big following. And so I don't know how he would have ended up on their radar in order to even call him out. It's just yeah, very, I mean, he has it was, a decent very YouTube odd. following, right? But his Instagram following is very small considering, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. Um, who knows what bad blood is there. And what's funny is the guy who did it later on was, you know, saying, oh yeah, I've even cheered for Dan at races and and would never actually say he was wrong and i don't know it's kind of blown over dan's moved on but well he did like like, like a last emotional response video yeah or we say that again dan had posted like one last like emotional response video on youtube i did see yeah after they took his other one down right he did yeah post post one more and and pro try news seemed to try and stay away from it for the most part, right? They kind of put it off on on that. Was a guy's name Matthew or something? Well, they're, they're the villain. I'm sure they want to distance themselves from it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I do still go to them for, for my triathlon news. The um, uh, the triathlon hour, uh, you know, I, I follow it, um, but not not, I'm not looking at it. All the the time. daily try, you like that. Guy. And the daily try, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I I, I, I I don't watch his those videos. Um, I don't watch his videos very it, much. I feel like he's almost like um, uh, like a, like a GTN kind of kind yeah. of. Where, I mean, anybody who's working they, hard, they, right? Anybody who's working hard on social media, they're not making money. I mean, I can't knock the guy, right? He's created something. The the um, the daily try he's working really hard at it so i give him credit yeah but he's just not like same th- again same thing with gtn like they're not really like breaking any news they're not uh no not yet right because they're, they're not, not telling us anything yet yeah they're not telling us anything we don't already know they're just kind of um gathering all the information over the past week and then just regurgitating it and so anyone who's kind of got their ear to the ground or pays attention for the most part during the week, you're just hearing about everything that went on the previous week in, in one location. So, I mean, is there a need for that? I, I, I don't summarizes know. it for the, the, you know, the triathlete that isn't, you know, like you and Austin, like I'm not nowhere near as close to following it as you and Austin are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But then that's what like GTN does on a bigger scale. Right. So why would you not just watch GTN? Yeah. I don't watch GTN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for me like uh yeah, Pro, Pro Try News is probably like is is where I'm I'm getting most of like any updates or stuff like that or just following the athletes directly individually. Um yeah, yeah. cuz most of those guys I I follow and enjoy for the most part. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, unfortunately, we lost Austin uh, in the recording. Or fortunately, depending on how or you fortunately, look at it. Unfortunately, it just depends on, yeah, if you're a fan of, of him or not, you know. <laughs> we can talk shit because he's not here. That's what you get. <laughs> yeah, you got a bad internet connection. That's what happens. So yeah, he, said his, he said his computer overheated and shut off. Oh, is that what he did? Yeah. Yeah, he's oh messaging God. on the side. So oh, <laughs> he's, computer he's frustrated. Overheated. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's the that's what he gets for for telling me plus one for mechanical for my ETEP oh, situation. Ouch, ouch. Yeah. Well, our sponsors need to step up and help us upgrade our equipment. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, man. Well, I guess that's it for the week. Just uh, I'm starting to build back up training wise. I think uh, this double run day will be uh, the beginning of that and just start. Uh, oh, oh, he's coming back. He's coming back. Okay. Overheat. It's, I'm here. I mean, you have to listen back now for our answers. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, it's I saying can... to ask you to close your other tabs with Riverside open. So just so you know. Okay. But uh, yeah, no, we were just shutting it down. I, who okay. do you listen to for you? We, we talked about all of uh, who we look at. And it's mostly Pro Try News or direct to the athlete. Yeah. Well, so I was going to ask what happened to the YouTuber. Oh, yeah. No, uh, Pro Try News has someone who does their podcast, and they basically called him out saying that for some reason oh. they were going. The, the basic subject was, yeah, people buying likes or, or followers. And somebody went after, they basically said they think he was doing that on Instagram. And, but he had just had a, a viral reel that had 7 million views, and you can't necessarily, you know, he couldn't have paid for that. Of course, um, you should have just told him to listen to the pod. Yeah, yeah, listen to the podcast. So I will. So, but they got they got in trouble too for some, um, I guess, going after an age grouper or something like that. They were like making. I didn't ever catch that. That was that, it. They, that was triathlon Dan. That's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. They were making fun of somebody or something like they that. They vaguely okay. were mentioning people buying likes and and again, this guy's <laughs> an age grouper. He's got a YouTube channel that's very similar in, in size to mine, and and it was just it was and I think they meant it to be a fun topic, but when you specifically call someone out, pretty well, much. So so they didn't call. Yeah, they didn't call him out by name, but they basically described him. To a yeah. T, close enough to where, right. like, if you know, you you know, and it, yeah. it obviously yeah. it's him, so he knows they're talking about him. It wasn't vague enough to be funny, right? No, so, it yeah. was, yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah. they went after him and they dinged him for copyright for using their his podcast their podcast to refute his podcast. So now he's got his channel oh. has a copyright ding. So it just kind of kept adding up, and yeah, it was yeah. pretty crappy. I, I just I just brought that up because, you know, I see Jack Kelly and him kind of he's talking everything Iron Man niece, and then he's you know talking shit on Iron Man and how bad their broadcasts are and stuff. And it's like, dude, pick a lane, man. You know, either be an advocate or don't. So I don't know. I don't he's, really I'm follow kinda, him. I'm kind of getting sick of listening to him, to be honest. And then I know it's a bit of a joke, but he's just like him and Frederick Funk and he's just like, Oh, how good is Freddie Funk and this and that. And you're like, cool, dude, you had, you had, you pick somebody who's doing well. That's great. You know, but you're not the first person. So let's, let's get over it. And yeah, Frederick Funk's doing really well, but I mean, it's not like he's the greatest in the world right now. Like, let's just take it back one notch, man. So I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting a bit sick of him actually. I think COVID made me really good at just uh, muting or removing yeah. people from my uh, vision that uh, slightly yeah. annoy me. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, and yet here switching, I am. <laughs> switching switch, yeah. switching uh, gears just slightly. The kind of the whole theme around world champs. One thing that annoys me a little bit is, you know, they're treating. The branding that goes around Ironman World Championships is still very much Hawaiian Polynesian culture, right? They use that same symbol and everything. I mean, they did it in St. George too, but I, I don't know why, but that really kind of pisses me off a little bit because you're trying to, you think you're taking the world champs in Kona and the lure of that 
and putting it in a different spot and just using the same brand. I, I don't know that annoys me. It's, it's, it's a bit of a pet peeve of mine that they're, they're trying to take this we'll stick with the roots, I guess, as far as, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it, they're trying to move it from one place to the other. And it's like, well, niche should be its own thing. And, you know, Kona should be its own thing. And I, I don't really love the fact that they're trying to mix those two and marry them together. And Are you talking like in their, the, just their graphics on, on yeah. social media, things like that? Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, well, to? and, uh, you know, I'm not, they did it in St. George and it made more sense and they changed the the saying to like, until we're back in Kona or whatever the saying was, right? And it's like, oh, okay, you're paying homage and we know we're going to go back there. But now in Nice, yeah, they still have that, that Polynesian kind of print on the, on the M dot and those sorts of things. And it's like, oh, it's, it's just like Kona, right? It's like, no, it's, it's not, it's, it's completely different. Um, so I don't know your guys' take on that. I mean, I, I know Tony's hopes that, you know, Kona never happens again. He's the last person to ever race it, but, uh, <laughs> it's not I don't know how I feel. <laughs> yeah. I, I hadn't even know. noticed it honestly to, until you mentioned it, but yeah, I mean, there is that kind of that little Polynesian mm-hmm. print. In yeah. The- yeah. Well, not just that, but like even in St. George, you know, the finishers got the, the, the crown, yes. right. Yeah. Of, and, and the same thing with like the, like the, the lay, the lay that, mm-hmm. that they're getting right. So like, did, did they do the fire runners to end, um, St. George. Oh, I don't, I don't think I don't, they did. I don't remember. I don't That's think a good question did. though. Yeah. It's a really good question. It would be cool they if they did, did, did they fly those guys out. <laughs> right. Yeah. It would be cool if they did something more distinct. Like it, it, that was, I felt it was odd even at 70.3 world championships. Uh, I don't know that you went, Tony, you probably didn't go to the, like the, the pre-dinner and all of that. Um, but they still did a, they get, you know, they, it was a ton of Hawaii, right? They, even though they did like some country music stuff and, you know, Indian, they had some Indians, uh, like the, the whole native American, I gotta be, make sure I say it right. The native American, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, native Americans, yes, native American, um, but Hawaii, you know, the Hawaiian roots were still super strong in the 70.3, which I thought was really odd. Um, and It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I think they yeah. definitely need if they if Nice is it right, and they're and but if they really are putting it there, then they need to. Yeah, Tony, I heard for the finish line they're going to have a bunch of cyclists holding baguettes coming down the finish chute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's just it's it's one of those things that that bugs me. I mean, it's I don't want to say it's like sacred, but it sort of is, right? The Kona is Kona, and you chose to do the world champs elsewhere so make it its own thing you know it should be a french celebration or whatever it is whatever whatever country you're in you should be celebrating that country and their culture not hawaiian culture and all these other places so just my just my two cents on that yeah Yeah. did you watch uh jenna and miguel's recent video tony the newest one that just came out i don't i don't know that you watch all their videos but um i I, it did it got fed to me as i was working on the bikes yesterday and so i just let it play through yeah, did you see where he was packing up his gel, uh, like his gel flask? And he he's like, I should have a baguette on on tape to this. And, oh, yes, yes. And I, was... I completely thought about you and Stevie at that moment. I was like, oh, the baguette, the baguette. Yeah, because the, the, the pros get, um, for those that don't watch, uh, the, the pros get their own like special uh, like feed table like for the run. Mm-hmm. And so they can, they lay out their bottles, kind of like the, the pro marathoners do. They run by and they grab their specific bottle. And so he was setting that up and 
um, he had like his flask and whatever. And he's like, I should put a baguette, just a baguette and a rubber band with a gel. Like, and they were all you know, just joking about that. So, but yeah, that would have been hilarious just, just to do it and not, but not actually use it. But just, can you imagine like other pros running by the table? That's just fucking baguette. Just, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been hilarious to see. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That was That's funny. a good point. If I was a pro, I'd probably mess with people a little bit and put weird stuff out. Like, I'm going to put a burger out or like a pizza or, you know, something like that. Just random stuff, you know, or stuff that you don't want. Like, oh, we're going to have some sushi out at this table and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, man, to be pro. Sweet. Yeah. All uh, right. I don't Anything know. else? Yeah. I think that's it. That's, that's our it. week. That's our week. All right. Well, next podcast will be post world championships then. That's right. And we can play back and, uh, see who the complete unknown, someone that we did not pick like Rico, uh, wins. <laughs> yeah. Wins the world champs. It, yeah. it better be some uh, points. I, I think I have a pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see my hit rate out of my 12 names. Oh, like in that, in that order or just how many actually make it in the top 12? I'm, I mean, obviously, you know, in, in the order would be preferred, but, um, yeah, just to see how many of the, of my 12 are in the top 12. Like what's still five days out. So half of those names could actually drop still. Well, we, we can't even do fantasy. Did you guys see the obsessed triathlete? Isn't even, yeah. Did something happen with Iron Man? Yeah. I guess they don't, they don't feed their data anymore. Well, so he, fantasy, it was about to start their own. No, 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 of course not. They don't care that much to invest. Uh, this, this started, um, God, pre-COVID, almost two, three years ago, it kind of sucks because he was kind of under the radar and he found a way to kind of scrape Ironman's data and then use it. So mm-hmm. he, he was scraping public data that was available and then, you know, feeding his own algorithm in and giving it point system, whatever. And, and basically now you have like age group rankings, which was cool to see, but it also, there's so much built into that site. It was really helpful. And then some idiot posted on slow Twitch, like, Oh, Hey, have you guys seen or used this site? It's great. Da, 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 and talking about it. How does he do it? And does Ironman know? And, and so he on, he's on slow Twitch and he, he posted like, yeah, this is, you know, what I do and how I do it. And, um, maybe like a month later, Iron Man sent him like a cease and desist of using their data, their public data. And, um, just Iron Man being assholes, Iron Man being Iron Man. So, and, dumb. um, so he was kind of going back and forth with it, but obviously they have lawyers and Deep he doesn't. <laughs> yep, yeah. Yep. Very crossfitish. Yeah. And so, um, so he basically, you know, I think kept it going as long as he could and then at this point, yeah, now he's just like the, you know, the, uh, the data is not going to be updated any, any longer because he no longer has access to the data. So I don't know if they, uh, Iron Man is changing the way they're displaying their data to keep people from scraping it, or if he's just choosing not to scrape anymore because of legal ramifications. Well, hopefully the PTO embraces him and, and others just like they keep it going. Yeah. yeah. Again, he's still doing PTO data, races, the problem. Right? I don't know. I've never actually see PTO. Oh, well, I, I don't know anybody that's PTO, PTO races. Yeah, so. the, the, fan, the fantasy. Yeah, the fantasy side was still there. I don't think that's much much affected by 
what Iron Man was claiming from a legal standpoint. The thing that's affected is the age group rankings, being able to see like all your races, where you ranked, it links to your pictures, it links to your, uh, to your races that you have already signed up for. So it, ah, okay. it was linking so everything the, through that the site. The fantasy portion is still there? Well, he didn't do Singapore for fantasy. But yeah, the best part was seeing all... You could go look at all your past races in one place and see all the splits and how you stacked up and everything to where now it's just... It's from you know whatever date they picked. Well, it's doesn't Athlinks do that as well? Not uh, to the not to the depth yeah. that this guy does. You can okay. see like you if you like just clicked on like a certain race and then you click on like your event and and your like you saw your splits. It would tell you what the fastest bike split was of the day, what uh, the fastest bike split was like in your age group, and then like yeah. how far away you were from that, and it would rank it on for each discipline. So all the stuff Iron Man should be doing. Yeah, right? and then it would it would right. weight your 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 victory. Like so let's say um, somebody goes and races some podunk ass race in the middle of nowhere. And there's, there's just unknown athletes there or, um, you know, new athletes there that don't have rankings and you won it. It wouldn't be the same as if you like place 10th in Oceanside, for example, right? Like the uh, Oceanside okay. would still weigh more as an overall ranking system because the race is ranked based on who showed up. Right. So like it, it actually yeah. took all the rankings into account and then That's weighted cool. weighted your score. Yeah, really, really cool, really cool system. I think he was the one who had a hand in or was a part of the original PTO ranking system. I so he he's got a background in this. Hmm. All right, that was yeah, a nice little five no, minute addition. Well, no fantasy well. for world champs. So I don't know. Put it in the Discord. All right, guys. Well, right, I will boys. talk to you guys next week. Same Sounds time, good. same place. I don't think we have a guest on next week either, so we'll be able to talk world championships for sure. There we go. All right. Nice. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Have a good See ya. Well.